0: welcome to Park City Church you're listening to our weekly message where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others thank you for tuning in today's scripture is Philippians 2 5 through 11 have this in mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but made himself nothing and Can I tell you? Can I tell you a movie that surprised me recently? Uh, a story that surprised me recently. Um, I actually haven't seen it, but uh, well, you guys know Luke. Uh, if you don't know Luke, you see him running around here. Uh, he's my nephew. Uh, he saw it, and uh, his experience of the movie surprised me. So it's I'm like two steps removed. But uh, and and it it uh, the surprise was like it, He got caught up in in the story. Right. It moved him emotionally. Uh, he felt deep and intense emotion. It came out, expressed himself, he's cheering, all all these kinds of things. And, uh, that movie was Air Bud. You guys know (laughs) the, yes, basketball playing golden retriever. It moved him so much. I had, my kids are 11. I had made it through life without having had or having the privilege of enjoying the movie. Uh, but now, oh my goodness, they've just discovered my kids. There's a whole, they're like, they, he plays volleyball and baseball. and I mean, it's a whole uh, thing, right? Uh, a, a humorous moment that probably wasn't your movie. If it was, uh, I would love to chat with you afterwards. But, um, you know, that feeling of, like, being caught up uh, in, in, a, in a story that kind of catches you by. Surprise, Right. It, it just, you know, uh, it just you find yourself sort of caught up in a way that you hadn't anticipated. And I, I want to suggest to you this morning that Palm Sunday is that kind of m- moment uh, for you, even still, certainly in the story as we read it at the beginning of service. But even for us, that we we are we are sort of unexpectedly caught up in a story that maybe we hadn't like, an- anticipated that I think is meant to surprise us, caught up in something that's, uh, you know, we got palm branches, we're singing songs like they were in Matthew 21, and, and, and before you know it, they're caught up in a, in a story where the, the question that's just like pulsing through is, who is this? And that same story is a part of our experience here on a Sunday morning, who is this? Who is this? I mean, they knew who he was, it was a question of like, oh man, like, I mean, we know Jesus but who is this and and I think uh as we sit with that feeling I I think it was true uh for them in the passage and it's true for you and me uh still is that is that you know they they had their reasons for showing up to this story right they they had their reasons uh and you have your reasons for showing up today even uh, we all sort of have our reasons for for showing up. We see theirs in in, in the story in matthew twenty one they had their reasons right the, the story opens with Jesus. Uh, you know, we're headed to Jerusalem. He speaks to his disciples, "Go get this, uh, go go get this uh, donkey for me." And so they go, and there's this sort of weird interaction. If they ask, like, "Why are you asking for this?" He's like, "Well, you tell them the master has need of it." And there's this image, this picture. So as as we step in, as we're caught up in the story of who is this in this scene, we get the sense of like, the image that comes across is like Jesus is sort of the master of everything right? It's all his, anyway, uh, you know, they, they may not realize or understand it, even the disciples in this moment, like, oh, okay, this feels kind of arbitrary, but, you know, but, you know, we're in, buddy, like, we're in it, uh, to win it, right? And so, uh, they're caught up in this moment, in the story of Jesus, like, apparently, all these things are his, and he is the master, uh, who is this? But then, as the scene unfolds, right, we sang this morning, shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, he saves, he, he saves. As the, as the opening scene moves into sort of the, 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 the middle bit of the story, Jesus entering the city, you get this incredible image of all kinds of people caught up in what's happening, cutting branches and laying them along the road as he walks, taking cloaks and robes and laying them down so that he has a path, right? It, it, it's, it's thick with imagery, Old Testament, royal, kingly imagery. Promises of a king who would come and deliver and put right and save, right? Hosanna, he saves. Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, this language that everyone cheering it, it caught up in, in, in a story that takes them all the way back to King David, right? This, the pinnacle of, of God's leadership and expression through a king in the Old Testament, a promise that one day a son of David would, would put things Right, Hosanna. I mean, they're laying cloaks and branches. They're heralding a king. Who is this? I mean, this is the guy we've been waiting for. And then the closing scene of the story, right? There's all this fanfare, uh, a hullabaloo, to quote Olaf, right? Um, uh, There's a whole sort of hullabaloo going on here, and it gets the attention of others in the city right and they're like man what's what's going on who who is this the people that are sort of perhaps closest to this moment uh, answer the question oh this this is jesus the prophet from nazareth of galilee which which feels kind of like small and colloquial right it's just like oh he's from this is the guy from nazareth the prophet this kind of happens you know prophets come up and they speak to us and they help us uh, sort of bring us back to where we need to be in relation to God and all these kinds of things. The Old Testament is full of them and that, and that role. And here's Jesus. And it's, it's certainly true, but it's not like all that is true of, of who this person is. But you get the feeling, right? You get the feeling that they're caught up in a, in a, in a, in a, moment, in a story that uh, has, has drawn them in, in, in a, into the question of who is this person? they had their reasons for showing up and i would suggest you and i do as well even this morning still in overland park 2023 in the midst of all that's happening in the world right like we we all have our reasons for showing up and stepping into this story this question getting caught up in this question who is this they had their reasons for showing up but in the story as we read it in matthew 21 we we discover that so did jesus Right. Jesus also had his reasons for showing up as we hear the story, as, as you hear it sort of described, you get the sense like there's all this excitement around him. Uh, but Jesus doesn't seem to be enjoying it is, is the feeling you get. Uh, one author says it's like they've crowned him as king. They're giving him everything. And he has the grimace of a man on death row. that there's this sort of foreboding sense in the story that that he has shown up as well. He has his reasons for showing up, and they they are at least somewhat different from what sort of everyone around him is celebrating. Just, Just a chapter earlier in the story of Jesus, as it's building to this moment, just a chapter earlier, Matthew tells us that for the third time, for the third time, Jesus speaking to those to whom he is talking predicts his death, knows that it's impending that it's close, that wherever this road is, is leading him, despite what's happening around him, despite the story that everyone is enjoying and waving branches, he is well aware that there is like, there's a different end here. They have their reasons for showing up, but so did so did Jesus. He enters this road on a donkey, all this pomp and circumstance, the possibility of a future king, Right? And yet, on the other side of that, as we move through the events of Holy Week, all of that fanfare gets replaced by Jesus being um, the butt of a brutal joke, humiliated uh, by Rome as a jester, as a fraud, right? the king of the Jews, right? now hanging on a cross, a crucified criminal, an abject failure. But that's where the road ends. All around him, Hosanna, caught up in a story, uh, uh, their reasons for being there. But Jesus had his reasons for showing up, too. The end of the chapter, Matthew twenty-one, all of that happening around him tells us the religious leaders. It reads sort of sadly, the religious leaders begin seeking to arrest him, and he. He knew this road was going somewhere. No one else was really anticipating. This movie, this story, right, that's, that's a metaphor, an analogy, right, has, has a surprised and unexpected ending. Everyone is caught up in, in something they don't quite understand. Just a few chapters later, over these next few chapters, Jesus will engage in conversation. And in these conversations, it's almost like he'll lay open the hearts of the people he's talking to, like just trying to get them to think about why they're showing up, many of them religious leaders, and they've been showing up for all kinds of religious and pretentious reasons, and and he'll be exposing all of that. And in one moment, he'll tell them, he'll use this same language. He says, oh, he weeps over Jerusalem, 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 you won't see me again until you say, along with everyone else, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They have their reasons for showing up. So did Jesus. And then, and then in chapter 27, as we moved to, to celebrate uh, Good Friday uh, later this week, at the Last Supper, Jesus will tell his disciples that this moment has come for many for the forgiveness of sins. They had their reasons for showing up, and so did Jesus. Matthew tells us his reasons, some of, uh, not quite explicitly, but he says one of the reasons he came was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Zechariah. This scene had been anticipated, right? Jesus has come to fulfill, um, as we will see, God's desire to save his people through the forgiveness of sins. Um thankful for their writing of uh, over the last several years. Esau McCulley is a uh, New Testament scholar and um, I think an Anglican priest and uh, maybe pastor somewhere in the Chicago area, but have appreciated his writing around all sorts of things. But he talks about this particular moment that the people chose palm leaves, but uh, Jesus, like palm leaves, this in that moment emblem of sort of kingliness and excitement. God would come in this moment as King Jesus, but Jesus chose a donkey. They chose an emblem, a symbol of military victory and messiahship, but Jesus would choose humility and a symbol of lowliness, not a show of strength but of submission, right? Uh, Jesus, his claim to be the Messiah, in one sense, would align with the people. God rules, as we sang, over everything. He reigns over all. He will rule, and the crowd is caught up in that story. This is what it will look like, and yet Jesus says the goal is the same, but the means of accomplishing God's plan will look more different than you could anticipate. It will look like sacrificial love laying down my life. He knows where this story is going. And so we hear those words differently. Behold, your king is coming to you strong, victorious, humble, it says, Humble. As you pick up a palm leaf, your king is coming to you uh, humble. It it sounds a lot like the moment Paul, after the resurrection, writing to that first community of Christians, right? Early church, trying to figure out, make sense of the difference Jesus has made. What do they hang on to? What's the, the hook that sort of anchors them in this story? It's what Janelle read for us that Jesus Christ, what do they remember about this king? What do they say about him that he, who though he was in the form of God, did not? count equality with God something to be grasped but he emptied himself emptied himself and became humbly obedient even to the point of death death on a cross you can you can feel the tension right in the story palm branches caught up in a story we all got our reasons for showing up but thankfully thankfully so did Jesus Thankfully, so did Jesus. We we wave our palm branches on Sunday along with the rest of them. God, this is why we're here. We, 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 we wave them, our, our palm branches, celebrating a Jesus who reigns over it all. And in this moment, we're reminded he came as a crucified Christ whose body would be broken and blood shed for the world. That this is who we follow, this is who saves us. And perhaps you're. May be wondering, what's this got to do with Genesis? I want to take you back to a, a moment in Genesis that we sat with just a few weeks ago. I wonder if, in this moment, as Jesus rides into town, if just sort of pulsing in his ears, in his heart, are the words of Genesis chapter three. A moment when everything had unraveled, right? Humanity had chosen their own goodness. Things had, had unraveled, and in that moment, God speaks a word to, to that first couple and says to them uh, that through them a seed would be born. In Genesis three fifteen, a, an offspring, a descendant, and he will, uh, speaking to the serpent, he will bruise your head, and you will bruise his heel. I wonder as Jesus is riding into town, and everyone's, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They all got their reasons for showing up. In that moment, is Jesus, does he remember? Is he hearing bruised, heal, bruised, heal, bruised? Looking around, the crowd shouting, caught up in a story, but what does Jesus hear in that moment? Does he hear all the bruises of humanity? right, the sick ones that they carry, the political bruises they carry, the religious bruises, the racial bruises, the the broken human relationship bruises, all of the bruises of a sin-sick people as Jesus rides into town and he hears them cheering and shouting and singing, desperately aching for peace, for something to be put right, saying, Hosanna, save us. They're caught up in a story. They don't quite know what it is. Does Jesus hear in that moment a sort of pulsing reminder of a bruised heel? They're showing up for all kinds of reasons, but so is he. So is he, and he shows up and submits. He shows up and he takes the bruises upon himself. He stands in for a broken humanity and submits to what was always the natural course of this story, life apart from the goodness of God, the source of good in life, the only sort of possible outcome, which is death. Jesus steps in himself bruised see this this is the message of Palm Sunday in the midst of all of our shouting all of our reasons for showing up Jesus never thankfully never lost sight of the cross to, to put it differently right we've all got our reasons for being here but thankfully Jesus does too which I, I think is the good news I As we conclude here, I I think that's the good news of the story, right? That uh, uh, despite all of our shouting, all of our ignoring, whether we're play acting, our religious earnestness, our ignorance, our animosity, our frustration, whatever sort of we bring to this moment, however we show up, the gospel truth is that Jesus shows up anyway. That despite all of our reasons for showing up, Jesus shows up to fulfill God's plan to save his people by humbly laying down his life for the forgiveness of sins. They they showed up for all kinds of reasons. Maybe you did too this morning. Yours are probably a little different. Some showed up to arrest and kill him. Some to cheer along with the crowd. Some probably because they love a party, right? Who doesn't love a party? Right? There's something happening. They love a spectacle. Some because they were curious, but maybe a little cautious, right? Like, I'm intrigued by what's happening here. Some because they were zealots. Man, Jesus was going to like finally overthrow the power, some because a friend or a parent drugged them along, right? Like, okay, I'm here because whatever. Some because they were genuinely hopeful that there might be something new and good here. Some because they were bored. Some because they were tired of what was being offered across town. Some maybe haven't gotten a genuine taste for what Jesus could do. All different motivations, and maybe you have them too. But we see in this story, they're all laid open to Jesus. As Matthew will continue, all of those motivations are laid open to Jesus. And the remarkably good news of the gospel is that despite what those reasons are, whatever yours and my reasons for showing up may be, Jesus continues to show up and work forgiveness, work life. He he, he shows up. Right? I think it's a beautiful word of grace to people like you and me who show up with mixed motives. That in the midst of all of that, Jesus shows up, says, I know you're here for all kinds of reasons. I know you're singing and shouting and serving and doing all these things, but I'm, I'm here for one reason, because I know you need saving, and I know that Genesis 3 is more real than you know. And so he comes and lays down his life. Maybe life has bruised you this morning, perhaps irredeemably so. You show up for all kinds of reasons. Jesus speaks a word of grace to you, shows up to, to extend life and grace to you. There's a prayer in the life of the church. We're going to sing it here in just a moment, but uh, the streams of the church will Pray this particular prayer that almighty God unto whom all hearts are open. You get the sense that there's a bit of that happening in this story. Jesus knowing why everyone is there. Matthew has told us earlier he perceives the hearts of men. Can discern the motivations for why any of us show up. He shows up in that moment still and extends forgiveness. I was, uh, I was at lunch recently with, I don't know, I think it was a lunchtime. My kids were with me, and um, we were chatting with whomever about whatever. I couldn't tell you, but I looked, like, my kid just kind of, like, came was annoyingly close to me. And uh, it was the kind of thing where you're like, oh, she's ready to go. <laughs> and I was like, you know, but anyway. But, I, and then she's just, like, I could feel her just, like, looking at And uh, I turned and looked, and she's like, "Can't you see it in my eyes, right?" I'm like, "What? (laughs) What, What's what's happening?" And then she's like, "Well, don't be." And uh, I I had no clue what was happening, and it took me a minute, but eventually I realized I'm like, "Oh, she's like, this is Newsies. She's like quoting love scenes from the movie or the musical Newsies to me, right? She's in a different story altogether, right?" I don't know how she got there. It took me a minute, and then I was like, this, "I'm uncomfortable with this." Okay, let's go, right? Like, uh, but, 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 you, you, I realized, oh, she's in an entirely different uh, sort of story than what I am. Then in, in the moment, and maybe, maybe that's your experience as well. I don't. Maybe you came through the store this morning, and whatever story you're living out there feels so remotely different from the face you have to put on. Uh, yeah, I'm glad my kids weren't in here. They'd never let me let that down, but. Uh, it's so remotely different from the face you have to put on when, when you feel like you have to put on when you come in here. You got your reasons for showing up. Maybe it's to be a better person or to feel better or to do a good deed, or to have a closer relationship with God or because your parents or your spouse made you go or because you like the sermons or don't or because you need grace or because you signed up to help with coffee. You know, we we all have all the reasons for showing up and any of them are probably true at any, you know, many of them at different times in our lives. But the unmistakable word of grace to you that Palm Sunday says to me is that whatever that reason is, Jesus' answer to you is the same. He shows up and submits to bruise Uh, the bruises of life, to work salvation for you. That whatever yours and my reasons might be, as he lays those open, uh, uh, as our hearts are open before him, God and his grace through the work of Jesus continues to show up to you and me. Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, Visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at Park City KC.